Well, hello and welcome, everybody. This is your host, Ken D. Foster. You know, even in the 21st century, with the most advanced medical care in the world, social stigma still surrounds psychiatric problems, and this, combined with lack of understanding, perpetuates a national mental health crisis. Well, today, we're going to address that. I have two guests today. First of all, I have Carlin Barnes, MD. She is a double board certified and licensed child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist. For the past 20 years, she has practiced child, adolescent, and adult psychiatry while delivering quality, compassionate, and excellent critical care. Dr. Carlin Barnes, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And I'd like to introduce uh, also your partner and uh, on your book. We're going to talk about your book today. So I'd like to introduce uh, Marque- uh, Dr. Marqueta Wills. Uh, she is a board-certified psychiatrist with master's in business administration from Wharton University. And uh, let's see, she serves as a physician leader in a provider-led managed care organization and so much more. Dr. Uh, Marqueta Will- Wills, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. I hope I'm not butchering your name this morning. It's Dr. Marquita Wills, and it's certainly my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Marquita, and I uh, will make sure that my uh, uh, my uh, name calling will be right from here on out. <laughs> All righty. So, uh, you, the both of you, you got together and you wrote this amazing book. It's uh, uh, understanding mental illness. Boy, we have a crisis in the United States around mental illness and understanding. First of all. Um, which one would you like would like to address uh, the crisis in America and what we can do to solve around uh, uh, mental health uh, stigmas? Dr. Wills, you want to go ahead and take that first question? Sure, I'm happy to. So uh, stigma uh, uh, around mental illness is something that we've seen really for centuries. Um, it has been uh, looked upon as uh, not part of health true health, um, but rather uh, 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 an issue of willpower. Um, and um, But the science is finally catching up with the mental health uh, field. And it is showing us uh, the biochemistry and brain chemistry um, is actually disturbed. And also the neuroanatomy and Functional neuroanatomy is disturbed in those who suffer from mental health conditions. And so as that science expands, uh, people are more and more understanding of mental health issues. We think one of the most important things to combat um, stigma is information, and that's why we wrote the book. That's great. Well, okay, so um, Dr. Barnes, let me ask you this. when we're talking about mental issues and mental health, um, what specifically are you addressing? Because there's such a gamut of mental health issues. What what areas do you address in your book? So great question, Ken. And we really kind of walk through the lifespan in our book. And we are addressing mental illnesses that are more common, mental illnesses that are less common, but really the things that all of us have family members, loved ones, church members, coworkers who may have 
be living with one of these conditions, conditions such as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, or commonly referred to as ADD, autism, that's in the pediatric um, population and spectrum. We address the common mental illnesses like anxiety disorders, clinical anxiety disorders, such as social anxiety, panic disorder, generalized anxiety, major depression, clinical depression, and mental, mental illnesses that are less common, such as eating disorders or schizophrenia, and um, mental illnesses that have an overlap into medical conditions such as dementia. So we kind of really walk through the whole lifespan and touch on illnesses that affect us all, really. Well, you know, since since the uh, pandemic has hit us, uh, I think uh, there's a lot of us have gotten really clear with uh, uh, family members that have mood disorders or they have anxiety disorders. They're stressed out. They're worried all the time. When does it cross over from just normal everyday stuff into an area that we really need to address? Let's uh, uh, let's which one of you would like to take that? I can take that one if that's okay, Dr. Barnes. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about that very thing in our book. Um, how do you know if it's just anxiety, which we all have at some point, and in some ways anxiety is important to crossing the line over to having an anxiety disorder? Similarly, how do you know if you're just sad and depressed versus crossing the line and actually having a depressive disorder or a mood disorder? And it really comes down to one thing. Uh, or two things, I'd say. Number one, the severity of symptoms. And number two, the duration. So from a severity perspective, is it impacting your life? Is it causing you to not be able to work, to not be able to perform your uh, household duties? Are you at the point where you're paralyzed and can't function as a parent or as a spouse? Um, are you um, think having thoughts of wanting to harm yourself? That would be very severe for anxiety or depression. And then time frame. Is it something that just happens occasionally or is it something that persists for two to three weeks or longer? And those two things make us really think, okay, functioning level, severity wise, and number two, time wise, those two things take just an emotion, a point-in-time emotion, from an emotion to actually a disorder. Um, and that's something that should really be diagnosed by a clinician. That makes sense. Well, listen, i got to take a break. When I come back, I also want to talk about how does addictions uh, – uh, what's the, the thread that weaves through this? A lot of people self-medicate. Um, they're, they're using things that create mental disorders or, you know, mood disorders, uh, stress, anxiety. They're trying to – they're trying to – you know, self-medicate themselves. I'd like to know how you address that or what we can do with that. So when we get back, I'm going to go right into that. There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and re-emerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. 
Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa I've written a new book. It's called The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Wisdom to Unlock Your Genius, Your Soul, and to Transform Your Life. So it's daily strategies. I wrote this specifically because over the years I've noticed in my own life and in the lives of my clients that, listen, a little inspiration doesn't get it. A little wisdom doesn't get it. A little action doesn't get it. It's daily, dripping on the mind, dripping on those actions, taking specific focused actions towards your dreams and setting specific goals, right? Goals help us to transform the little self into the possibilities that we have in each of us. All of us are given dreams, and if you're sitting there and you're not manifesting that dream, just a little bit of you is chipping away every day that's not happening until you finally wake up and say, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to connect with something greater than myself, my force, my God, my life, my universe, whatever. I don't care what you call it. You tune into that force, and that's what's going to get you to the next level. Well, welcome back to our show today. We're uh, talking about the courage to address mental health issues in your home life and business and wherever else it's showing up. And my guests today are Dr. Barnes. She's a double board certified and licensed child care adolescent and adult psychiatrist and also Dr. Wills. Uh, She's a board certified psychiatrist with a master's business degree from Wharton School of Business. And together they have written an amazing new book. The book is, I'm going to put it up on the screen here. The book is called uh, Understanding Mental Illness, and um, we're talking a little bit about that. All right, let me uh, get into the, uh, uh, well, first of all, let me let me ask, before I get into my question, where can the people get the book? Let me ask you that. Great question. As you can find our book on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. And a lot of bookstores, especially the smaller bookstores, now that we're opening back up, um, can order the book if they haven't stocked it. That's great. Okay, so um, whichever one want to take this, Dr. Barnes or Dr. Wills, I'd like to ask you about addiction and about, uh, you know, a lot of people are self-medicating with the pandemic. Um, how does that turn into mood disorders or, or how, does it, how does it play? What's this, the, the thread that weaves through mental, mental health issues? So I'll jump in if you don't mind, Dr. Wills. Yes. We, you're correct, Ken. We are seeing increased rates of substance use disorders with the pandemic. And substance use disorders, we, we spend a great deal of time discussing those in our book because common things are common. But we know that with the onset of the pandemic, people are turning to substances, whether it's alcohol, tobacco, um, marijuana, more frequently. And so kind of the interplay back to your question is that there is oftentimes an underlying anxiety 
or mood disorder that may or most times, oftentimes may not have been diagnosed yet. And so I just saw a lady in my practice yesterday and she knew she couldn't sleep. She was feeling anxious. So what did she do? Started drinking a glass of wine every night. And that one glass turned into two glasses, turned into three glasses and turned into she's traveling during the pandemic for work. And the next thing she knows is that she's in the ER because she um, was intoxicated and had lost control. And she realizes that now she's developed an alcohol use disorder when really she also has an anxiety disorder that hadn't been diagnosed and hadn't been treated effectively. And so a lot of times you have co-recurring issues, but people may um, realize they can't sleep, they are tense. And so now they're using substances to, as as commonly referred to, self-medicate. So there is that, that there is that um, overlay there. And, you know, a lot of times it just takes the courage to go and get help and say, hey, I have a problem. Help me figure this out. Well, I, I think the challenge that some people have is that they uh, they go and seek help, but a lot of times they're treating the symptoms. They're not treating the underlying causes. And so, uh, Dr. Wills, what are some of the underlying causes that uh, affect, uh, let's say, mood disorders or uh, anxiety disorders, those type of things? What what What's most common? Yeah, common things being common. Um, one of the things that we see is g- genetics. Um, oftentimes, mood disorders and anxiety disorders run in families. Um, and so that's one of the underlying causes. Um, also, speaking of anxiety disorders, stressors, um, and same with um, uh, uh, depression. Um, if there's a very stressful event or stressful life change, that oftentimes can precipitate something going on with the mood. Um, as we saw with the pandemic, we saw a 30% increase of people having symptoms of anxiety and depression. Um, that increase was in part due to the chronic stress, and that chronic stress shoots up our, cat- our uh, hormones. Poor diet, lack of exercise, uh, uh lack of hydration, those things can also lead to uh, symptoms of anxiety and depression. And another very important one is lack of sleep. Sleep mm-hmm. is an important thing. So, Well, one of the things you mentioned was uh, uh, genes. And, you know, we, we're, the, the jury, I guess, is still out on the genes. But is an environment uh, an important factor in, in uh, mood disorders and anxiety disorders and all the mental issues? Isn't, isn't that true? Yeah, it's there. There's there's both nature and nurture, nature and nurture. So there's um, a genetic component, um, but there's also an environmental component. And so you do see folks in socioeconomic deprived environments. So folks who um, have uh, issues of abuse and trauma, um, they often have higher evidence of uh, uh, anxiety and depression as well. So those certainly are risk factors for development of anxiety and depression. That's good. All right. Uh, Dr. Barnes, listen, where, where's the hope in this? You know, um, people are listening to this and they're like, like, all right, you know, I've got a relative that has a lot of these things going on or I have a close family member or maybe it's intimate. It's me have that going on. Um, where's the hope in this? Where, where can we find hope here? Well, the hope is, is that um, mental conditions are very treatable. We have excellent um, standard of care. 
therapies and treatment interventions that can give people back to leading healthier lives. And that's what we ultimately want. The other thing is there's hope in that if there was a silver lining, Dr. Wills and I often have this conversation, if there was a silver lining to the pandemic, I think that people are paying attention to issues like, how do I protect my mental health? How do I get treatment if I am anxious because of the pandemic? How do I get my loved one help because they're drinking more because of the pandemic? So people, our national conversations, our local conversations, our individual knowledge base has increased because of the pandemic. And so, you know, platforms like this can, you know, we're talking about these issues more. Access is becoming more available because of virtual video visits that are now more commonplace because of things like physical distancing. So there is hope and we're we're optimistic that the, the needle is moving in the right place. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. That's, That's great. News. Well, listen, I, I want to uh, acknowledge the book again uh, before I go to break here. So Understanding Mental Health, you can get it wherever fine books are sold. And uh, I, I think this is really a great step for people to be able to start to understand, you know, as you say, knowledge is power. <clears throat> and, and um, you know, if we have the knowledge and the understanding, I think, I think we can st- take uh, great strides into uh, changing this up. So listen, when I come back from the break, uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, uh, I want to talk about <clears throat> how to protect our mental health and you know and, and what we can do around that. So we'll be right back and uh, we'll talk about that. All righty. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams to pick up your copy of the courage to change everything visit the courage to change everything.com that's the courage to change everything.com Well, welcome back, everybody. Listen, if you're looking for supplements that you can trust, I encourage you to listen up. There are lots of supplements on the marketplace, but who can you trust? How do you know which ingredients are pure and which ones are are the ones that are going to work for you? Well, I've come across a company. It's called Vita Support MD, which is committed to providing world-class products. It will help you to increase your energy and your vitality. And it was created by a friend of mine. His name is uh, Dr. John Chubak, and he is a board-certified cardiovascular surgeon. 
and he's committed to providing the highest quality ingredients and only relying on scientific research for this product. So if you want to find out a little bit more about this, go to Vita Support MD, and they've created a product line specifically formulated to enhance your well-being. Again, if you'd like to take your health to the next level, go to Vita Support MD. That's Vita Support MD, and I hope you'll check them out because their products are amazing. All righty. So I'm excited uh, to uh, get back to my guest here. I have Dr. Barnes and Dr. Wills, and they have a brand new book out. It's all about you. It's about uh, addressing mental health issues. And if you haven't, uh, if you just tuned in, it's called Understanding Mental Health. You can get it at any fine bookstore. All righty. Let's talk about how do we preserve this, this mind, this, uh, this brain, uh, so that we don't have to go down mental uh, disorders. Uh, uh, Dr. Wills, how about you? Let's, let's talk to you about that. Yeah, uh, prevention goes a long way, and that's one of the things we learned very well during this pandemic. Um, our book talks about mental illness, but we also like to talk about mental wellness. Mental wellness starts with a couple of things. Number one, um, uh, exercise. Exercise increases those endorphins and brings those, those stress hormones down. And that's such an important thing. So exercise, regular three to five times a week exercise, adequate nutrition and, and uh, hydration. So drinking and eating. Also things such as gratitude journals, figuring out what you're hopeful for, positive thinking, looking for silver linings, um, adjusting your mindset and your thoughts. Those those are important. Building community is absolutely important. Staying plugged in. Journaling. Meditation. I love meditation. Love talking about meditation. Strengthening your faith. But most important, just checking in with yourself. You know, have I been eating too much? Have I been drinking too much alcohol? Am I short with people? Just monitoring and taking a look and, and taking stock of your mental illness and not just saying, oh, I'm not crazy, but taking active steps to make sure um, that you are mentally well. Well, I like what you said. I'm not crazy, but I have to say, uh, you know, I look around, I go, why is common sense so uncommon here? (laughs) So um, (laughs) I think all of us have a little crazy in us. Um, But I think I think those are good. Those are good things. And thank you for mentioning meditation. And thank you for mentioning really focusing on um, on what's good in your life and journaling. I think those are really important pieces for a lot of us. Uh, I know they work for me over the years when anytime there's another piece that I do when I'm feeling bad or if something's going on with me, I find somebody else to go help. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. Just go find somebody else to help and get out of your get out of my head and and go go do uh, something a little little uh, for somebody else. Okay. Well, listen, we're kind of getting down to the wire here. So um, final, final thoughts, uh, 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 Dr. Barnes, final thoughts about if, you know, if somebody's addressing right now mental ish- Ill- illness in their family or disorder. Um, what, what's your final thought on that? What, 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 what's the hope? What's, what can we give people right now? So I love that, that you mentioned there's hope. So there is hope. All you have to do is take the first step to get treatment, to go and get some help. And one thing that I tell my patients that I work with is, you know, there may be, again, back to stigma, that stigma with going to see a psychiatrist. But the hope is that there are great treatments to getting people to lead the lives that they want to lead and that we shouldn't shy away 
from mental illnesses. Mental illnesses are common. One in five adults every year will have a diagnosable mental illness. And so it's something that we all suffer from at some point in our lives, at least most of us. So go and get some help, go and get some treatment and don't be afraid, ashamed, feeling judged or stigmatized by just saying, hey, I'm not living my best life. I'm sad, I'm anxious and I need to go see someone. Yeah, I really like that. And let me add uh, Dr. Wills to the uh, the conversation here. You know, a lot of people, as we know, you know, have been stressed uh, with the pandemic. They've been shut down. Businesses have uh, closed. They've lost their family members or friends. Uh, you know, they've been isolated in this environment. Um, what's your hope here, uh, Dr. Wills? How can how can people like? What's your point of view on that? Take it to the next level. Mental health is wealth. Mental health is health. Mental health is what allows us to access our inner treasures and be our best selves. Um, We need our mental health to be good parents, good employees, good leaders, good entrepreneurs, good uh, stewards of the resources here on earth. And so we all need to be paying attention to our mental health so that we can optimize our emotional and mental wellness. Um, And if there is a condition, it's treatable. They're so easy and treatable. So going to get help, let's stop the stigma um, and so that everybody can live their best lives. I love that. Well, you know, we're all here growing and learning and evolving and trying to do the best thing we can do here. So there's no shame, is it? There's no shame in saying, hey, I've got, you know, I've got a mental illness going on. I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling, uh, you know, down. I'm overusing a substance of some kind. There's no shame in that, right? Absolutely. Not at all. In fact, this show is called Voices of Courage. So from my point of view, it takes courage to step in and admit that, uh, you know, you're not you're not perfect. You know, that we all here learning and and growing and making mistakes. All righty. Listen, you know, one thing I I have a minute for and I just wanted to ask you is I didn't get there. Why did you two write this book? Why did you write this? (laughs) (laughs) Understanding mental health. (laughs) I'll take that, Dr. Wills. So Dr. Wills and I work together. And not only do we work together at one point, we had several passions and shared interests. And the primary one being we're both advocates for mental wellness and mental health. So we wanted to reach a wider audience than the one-on-one patient interaction. We said, let's Dr. Wills said, let's write a book. And I said, Dr. Wills, where are we going to find the time? <laughs> well, we found the time and we're so happy because we're really proud of the book and we've gotten great feedback. It's very readable, user-friendly, interesting, and we hope that it can be a blessing to someone that's listening to us today. Well, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be blessed by your book and, and your uh, wisdom and understanding of this disorder, uh, these disorders that are in society. So thank you both for being on the show. Um, I hope you come back sometime. We'd love that. We'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. This is an important issue and I like addressing these issues. So it'd be great to have you back. Thank you so much for being here. It's really, really amazing. You guys did a great job. Thank you for having all righty. So listen, uh, that wraps us uh, for today, but you can uh, order my latest book also, The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Essential Wisdom to Awaken Your Inner Genius. You can get that at couragetochange.us, couragetochange.us. I encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube uh, channel. That way you won't miss any of our shows. But if you do miss a show, 
of course, you can go on YouTube and, and watch them, or you can go to our website at voicesofcourage.us to get all of our replays. I'm always interested in what you have to say. So if you would like to email me at viewer at voicesofcourage.us, that would be awesome because then I'd know what's on your mind and I'd be able to maybe formulate uh, the shows around what your thoughts are. So I hope you'll do that. And from my heart to yours, uh, until we meet again next time, keep seeing the unseeable. Keep doing the impossible. Doing the let me see, seeing the seeable, knowing the unknowable, and doing the impossible. That's what I wanted to say. Take care. <laughs>